0: Nonetheless, thank you so much, and enjoy. JP, what's up, my brother?
1: Wolf, how are you?
0: Well, as we were just stating before, it has been... Uh, before we hopped on, but we decided to bring it here nice and raw. It's been a, it's been a difficult, weird, anxious, but also growing past seventy two, forty eight, forty eight, seventy-two hours has been weird. But mm-hmm. as always, it's always pointing towards something greater. So I always try to keep my perspective and just
1: have gratitude for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all human and we're all going through these human experiences. And the most important thing is to just remember that and and allow yourself to be human and have these human emotions and work through it. And that's awesome, man. I honor you. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I've been feeling the same way. Heck yeah. um, I got that, uh, that little calendar note yesterday, wolf podcast tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, I'm ready for this. <laughs> and, and honestly, I had like, I had so many thoughts that just run through my mind. Like you aren't ready. You, you aren't interesting enough. You so many things that just wanted to like, my ego was trying to tell me, Hey man, you can't do this. You're not prepared. And I had to stop myself and step back and say, who is this guy? And, and, and I just listened to myself for a few moments and I said, okay, well I'm good. I'm going to be fine. It's Wolf. We're, we're buddies. We're going to have a great time. And uh, that's what I'm here for.
0: I respect and honor the shit out of you being so raw like that. Hence, you know, we're creating the platform for rawness and truth. And I honor the shit out of you for that, man. Cause it's, it's, it's tough to be in a world that expects you to be a certain way all the time. And we outwardly project ourselves via social media and how we show up in public eye a certain way. But behind the scenes, like we all, I would say to a certain degree, we go through different like levels, like a video game of imposter syndrome. And like, am I, Mm -hmm. am I worthy? I'm doing a podcast. Like who the hell am I? Am I, I'm 24 years old. What could I possibly have to fucking say that would ever bring somebody value? And what if my questions aren't good? Or what if What if there's an awkward pause? What if my editing doesn't look right? What if nobody listens? Like all of these things naturally want to be the thing that that show face and bubble to the surface. And they don't have to be the ones orchestrating the symphony.
1: Nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's it's that, that little fear, that little voice in the back of your head that It's constantly telling you that you can't do it. And we all have that. It's so strange. I don't know where that voice came from because it's not me. (laughs) I know that I can do all this stuff and we're proof. We're we're doing it right now. Living proof.
0: Our very existence, man. Our very existence. I wrote it somewhere in my journal recently. It came up as my head... I I originally I put, I told myself, Oh, look at that. You got your little journal right there, right off hand. Heck yeah. making notes. My boy, (laughs) always, always, always mine's sitting somewhere. I try not to keep it around too much. I have sticky notes that I write on to make little notes. Otherwise my journal's with me everywhere these days. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I I wrote in my journal. Yeah, man. It's it's a great reflection tool. I remember I heard first heard it, years back when I was first, got into my first multi-level marketing company, affiliate marketing, as they call it. And, uh, that was when I got into Jim Rohn and he always said, always keep a journal with you and always write. And it seemed like a good idea, but it wasn't until this like past like year and a half, really, when I started to like really journal and my life radically changed
1: radically. Same. Yeah. It's crazy. Putting down your thoughts and your visions and working through them. Just, just manifest things so much quicker. It's ridiculous.
0: Way quicker. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I, I wrote in there circling back was my I told myself that I couldn't do it. My head told me that I couldn't do it. Mm. Comma. So I set out to prove myself wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that.
0: And that one that one I'm I'm wanting to keep close to me because it's if I was being honest, it's probably daily when I'm running through my day and it, there are points where i just like, well, oh, wouldn't it just be nice to take a nap or just to lay down or not do this, this editing thing right now? Like this is tedious. And just what you pointed at, man, being able to acknowledge our imposter syndrome and just take that shit on.
1: Imposter syndrome. Ooh, that's powerful.
0: Well, before we dive too far into it, my friend, what is your intention for this conversation?
1: Well, I'm I'm always here just to bring my own sacred truth. Um, I believe that we all have that, um, our own truth that we have to live by. And uh, just bring deeper connection, sacred truth, bring it all out.
0: you said that right before we started and you said sacred truth and I've, I've been saying truth, but when I heard sacred truth, I was like, wow, that is really powerful because there is something inherently sacred about our truth. And (laughs) when we were talking about intentions, I was like, yeah, man, that's a great intention. Sacred truth. Hell yeah. Like for me, I want to, I want to piggyback yours and and set my intention is allowing truth to be the guiding light that sacred truth to be the guiding light. Cause it'd be easy to, for both of us to come here and show up and, and act like all is well. But then there's just humanness and saying, you know, I've been feeling anxious. I've been feeling like this. I've been feeling like that, but here we are, we're still showing up. (laughs) I'm grateful that you showed up my friend.
1: Thank you, brother. I'm great. I'm grateful and thankful to be here alive and kicking, feeling great. Um, just move com- completely moving through that anxiety let's get it mm. going so um wolf what you been working on man what what has your quarantine been like
0: uh i <laughs> mean as a collective <laughs> as a oh, it's, it's funny i i've been telling people this lately that as a collective my my life in quarantine has been obviously a major portion of my life lately but my life is been going really fantastic. I've been I've been having more clarity and more happiness and more understanding of myself and where I'm going than ever before. I mean, it's like the puzzle really? pieces are really starting to flip. It's very odd and conjunctively at the same time I've been having various waves of anxiety and and frustratedness <laughs> and uncertainty. Now that doesn't undermine, I believe, everything else. It's just like acknowledging what's happening and and Mm -hmm. not letting it go unacknowledged because I think that that's what for me has caused so much turmoil is trying to act one way when I'm very clearly feeling in, in, in that state being another.
1: Yeah. I've been moving through the same things. Um, extreme highs and then extreme lows. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been, I wouldn't say difficult because I've gotten so much stuff done and my vision has gotten clearer and clearer on the things that we want to do here. Um, with the mind's eye and everything. Yeah. Um, but it's like some days I'm great. And then some days I feel like I'm going stir crazy. Like I just need to get out of the house and it's great. Cause I have, I'm, I feel super blessed. Like we have an amazing backyard. We have an amazing property here. Um, super close to downtown. So I can get out and do those things, but it's just like this feeling that just builds up inside. And I I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I just I allow it to be and then and then I kind of move through it and get more motivated. But um I haven't been doing the things that I've been telling myself I was gonna do. Hmm. Um when the quarantine started, I had this vision. I was going to get like super deep into my practices and and really get into reading a book and doing all these things. And I wrote it all down in my journal. And I haven't done half of those things. You know, I I've been suffering from that like voice in my head telling me, "Eh, you could do it tomorrow. <laughs> eh, you do it later." there's probably another month of quarantine you're good and and it's already been like what two months and i mean sure i've gotten a lot of stuff done around the house but my spiritual practices have kind of fallen off instead of gotten stronger Mm. which is just so strange for me um feeling that disconnection um from myself and i'm really trying to deepen that practice of getting back into it but just just hasn't happened man hopefully after this podcast i, I get right back in the line
0: <sighs> i hear that man i i hear it and i resonate with it because it is <laughs> every great intention <laughs> is is met with some some equal force or even sometimes seemingly greater force of resistance and it's you know whatever our our rationale for what has us not do it is, uh it's tough it's you know whether you set yourself up like so for me like i I handle most of like my spiritual practices in the beginning of the days and then in the end of my days because that's when Mm -hmm. there's like the least amount of chatter coming in from external sources and it really allows me Mm -hmm. to go in and dive deep but oftentimes i've noticed that the thing that goes first is the thing that we need the most meaning i know without a doubt that there was sometime pat this past week about a week ago where I noticed that I hadn't meditated in like two or three days after having meditated every single day for probably a few months, which is unheard of for me being somebody who like when I first started meditating, I couldn't sit still for like five minutes out losing my crap. And here I am going like, you know, 40 minutes consistently each day and, and making a lot of sense of it. But after those like three days, I noticed my mental health deteriorating. It was like, I was having, what
1: was that? I said that quick.
0: Very quickly. And Mm -hmm. and I think that what it was is in a way like meditation is like the foundation for my day. If I'm building a house every single day, if I'm building something every single day in my foundation, as you know, you know, being the work that you do doing, you know, carpentry and other, you know, beautiful creation processes is that if, if what you're creating on top of isn't sturdy, if it's not strong, then everything else is subject to a certain level of where it's not promiscuity. I don't know where that word came from. That's not the word though. Sometimes my my subconscious throws were promiscuous. I'm like, that's not the word, but it's definitely like a certain level of uncertainty
1: uh, yeah.
0: about the process. And it happened and I noticed it and I was just like, Oh, I haven't been meditating. And, and I got back on it and it started getting better. But in those times of struggle, doing Wim Hof breathing and meditating and, and, and exercising. I mean, what, off. what was that?
1: The Wim Hof method.
0: I do do that.
1: Yeah. That's one practice that I've been getting uh, on to.
0: It's good. It's real good. You're the 30 day challenge. The, the, what is it?
1: The 30 day challenge.
0: I think the one that I was on was the 40 day. The, uh, it was like a little graphic he had posted. I actually put together a, a small group of people and we started doing it. Uh, but I've, I've made it that I'm, I'm more committed to developing the habit. So instead of trying to hit three rounds every single day, cause there were some days where I'd talk myself out of it. I said, mm-hmm. I'll do one round every single day where I do one round of breath and I never miss a cold shower. That's a habit I've had for a while. You always do
1: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end of my shower always ends up with the cold shower. It's just really just brings you right into your space.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so what
0: what is um what is mind's eye about the mind's eye what is that all about because i've heard you mention it and you've told me a little bit about your journey and what you're creating what is this all about
1: so the mind's eye for us is we're we're trying to create a community here based in orlando central florida Um, where people can come and be vulnerable, be themselves. Um, They can come and share or just experience. And it's really just a collective realization that we are all just one, that we're all having this human experience and that love is the answer for everything. (laughs) So we allow people to come and just be extremely vulnerable with us. We do full moon, um, gatherings, um, drum circles. Uh, we're currently, uh, working on getting, um, certifications for energy work, sound healing. Beautiful. Um, we want to bring those offerings to this space. So we're really just trying to set up a community that is based off of inspiration cause I'm not here to teach anyone anything. I'm here to share my own experiences and if it resonates with you and, and you find it to be your own truth as well, then awesome. Like that's what, that's what we're here. We're here to share and inspire. Hmm. So we're just trying to create that space. Um, and like I said, we're super blessed to have this, um, this little home, like super close to downtown it's a great location. we have an amazing garden out back um, and space to do movement medicine and yoga and and all sorts of offerings so we're just trying to create that for everyone um, who needs it and there's I mean I believe that we all need it you know
0: yeah, we all need our medicine and it's not I'll tell you it's not sitting inside of a pharmaceutical window mm. but we we have been commonly led to believe that is and for you to create a space like that dude just fucking hats off to you uh because especially here in you know central florida i don't think that there's a whole lot of that being done and for you to in a way be pioneering and giving birth to something that is uh not even just in central Florida, but the world at large, that type of space is healing. That is the type of space that I know that I personally want to be a part of quick side note. I am going to be getting yoga teacher certified in the next couple of months. I just decided it was like, it was this divinely inspired thing. I was not on my plan, but like, I just got this guidance because I, one of my aspirations is to become movement slash animal flow certified. Yes. And in order to do that, I had to have a foundation and I chose yoga because yoga was like the most in alignment with that. So I see movement and these things as medicine and for you to create that space for those types of practices sound healing yoga and all of that, just...
1: Yeah, brother. I want you to be a part of it. I've told you in the past because my partner, Sophia, she's planning on doing uh, some women's retreats. Um, I want to help host men's retreats and I'm going to need some founding fathers to be there with me to really bring that into um, actuality. Just uh, everyone has something different to offer. It's so beautiful. And I really want you to do that voice activation, movement medicine, kind of get people into their bodies, out of their heads. Um, and that's that's the medicine right there. Hmm. Out
0: of their heads and into their bodies. What does the mind's eye mean to you?
1: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> The mind's eye, what it means to me, That's an interesting question. I believe that um, the mind's eye is like the third eye. Um, And a lot of people kind of don't really know how to use their third eye. Um, So we're giving them access to that, teaching them how to... To listen to themselves, listen to their higher selves, um, to really channel that divine guidance and open up their mind's eye. All of the answers are within yourself. You don't have to go externally for any of this. So, um, we're really trying to cultivate that movement.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. And you just said it, you said it here and you said it again. And I want to underscore, I think it's so brilliant is that you're not here to teach anybody anything. You're just in essence here to create a space for people to through the sharing of your stories or your experiences. They're able to, in essence, walk themselves back home to this, to this mm-hmm. place within themselves. That, that, that third eye, if you will, which I'll, you know, I'll admit, I can't say that I'm the most in touch with, my, my third eye, you know, we take in, I think they said it's like 80% of all sensory information is taken in through these eyes. Mm-hmm. Yet perhaps one of the more healing things that I've come to realize is when you take all of that energy, if you will, that's focused on that 80% external sensory, turn it internally, turn it into yourself. And then these eyes closed and this eye opens, if you will, the intuition that the eye that sees the eye that sees all and at the same time sees sees everything but sees no thing
1: usually said i don't, I don't, well, I, don't
0: I don't know where that came from wasn't me but you well, know that was,
1: the, that was the divine guidance you just opened <laughs> your third eye <laughs> you just channeled something brother
0: <laughs> that's that's oh damn i think i'm getting tears coming to my eyes like that to me has become it seems like this is like the way for many of us is like, this is the way is to, to realize that we're not learning anything. We're just remembering, Mm -hmm. remembering that sacred truth. As you mentioned that divine love within us and being able to actualize on that and, and sharing that with the people that we love.
1: That's what we're here for, brother. I mean, I've always had this, this way with talking to people. Um, and it's, it's, with strangers, it's with my friends, everyone has always found it very easily to open up to me. And I always like, to be honest, growing up, I hated it. I hated it so much. I I, I didn't really talk about myself all too much, but everyone always spoke to me. And I, and I think my early 20s, I was like, I'm done with this, I don't wanna be this person anymore. And I didn't realize that it was, it was really my gift to be able to connect with people wow. um, and, and people just find this, this trust in me. And I didn't really want that at the time I was going through a lot of myself. Um, I had been arrested. I had found out that I had HPV. I have a lot of like these things that had happened to me and I was really playing the victim you know, I was in the victim mindset hundred percent and I was allowing all these things to just destroy me. Essentially I turned into someone that I didn't want to be. Um, and I think when I was like 26, I, I woke up and I realized it, that, that I was kind of a nasty person. I was very sarcastic. Um, I had no filter. Um, I didn't really care about people's feelings. Like I would say anything to just to get the laugh. And I, I came to this realization that this is not the person I want to be. This is not the person I want to be remembered as. You know, this isn't the legacy that I want to leave behind. And that's when everything started shifting and changing. I also got to explore in that same time period um, a number of different countries, um, Southeast Asia, Thailand, Cambodia, India, and Woo. Was that humbling? Um, just seeing how other people live and seeing how they're so happy with, with nothing. And then coming home, it it felt so petty to just complain about anything really. So I had this so-called awakening, uh, the realization that, um, I had no control over who I was at the time. I was just a program, that had been written by all my past experiences. And I had reactions that didn't belong to me. I don't know who they were. And I just, I just completely started rewriting myself from the ground up. And you know, it takes, it takes a lot. It, you really have to be constantly working on yourself, constantly be aware of yourself, And then also it it became to the point because I I was on probation for like five years and I was so afraid of making the wrong move that I became addicted to video games and Netflix. I would stay home, like trying to like be good. And I kind of like all my hobbies, all the things that I love doing, I just kind of like let it it go. Like I just became like this zombie and I had to rediscover myself, Wolf. Like it was 100% rebuilding myself from zero. And here I am today. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's all part of it. You know, that's, that's the story that I want to share to inspire people that you can be down and, and in the dirt and run through it. And that doesn't have to define you. Doesn't have to be the person you are. Um, and you have that chance every single day to wake up and make the change.
0: I'm moved. I literally had so much energy flooding through my system. And I was like getting emotional. It's just like, man, like, you know, the power of being able one for you to share your start your story your story your story (laughs) and two to, to to really let that be a shining light and an example i was just recording a podcast with a guy to your point about you can wake up any day and change it and he got on the conversation with me and i just like i told you i was like man like i'm going through i'm going through a wave i'm going through a down wave Uh, And, and I, and I'm really now more than ever, I just like own my down waves. I think some people are like, Oh my God, are you okay? It's like, first and foremost, we all have these. Yep. And, you know, some of us, maybe we just choose to ignore them a bit more. I'm just a bit more open about mine because I know that like getting outside of myself is, is one, it's healing for me. But two, my hope is that people see that I share those to say I'm human and like I'm a motivational, upbeat, like high energy kind of folk, and guess what? I got waves too. We all got those waves.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yep, and I I shared it with him. I was like, yeah, I'm this way, and he was like, yep. And good morning. He said good morning to me, and it was two p.m. And I said, I said that's really interesting. I was like, why do you say good morning? He's like, because
1: started a new day. <laughs> he started
0: a new day right there. Everywhere you started because you can decide right then. It's so brilliant. I was reading the book on your day on your life by Aubrey Marcus and he was talking about like how to own how to have the maximized one day that if we can learn how to own one single day that we can string one day into another day into another day but it starts with one day
1: presence. Yeah, mm-hmm. not allowing uh that fear or or thought of the future. Because what what is fear? Fear is an uncertain future.
0: Mm.
1: That's the way I would describe it to anybody. So by focusing on the now, the present moment all the time, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you won't ever have anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only do what what you can get done now. Now I'm not saying not to um, get things done because a lot of people think, oh, well, they, they become procrastinators at that point. Um, but I'm saying you can only get so much done. So focus on the now and keep it moving.
0: Hmm. It's so true. And when we allow ourselves to surrender to that, so much more creation is possible. Being able to let go of this, like this beautiful, actually this is what I equated to is, uh, Flow is the space between intention and surrender between this is what I am wanting to create and God, I surrender this to you universe, source, spirit, Allah, whatever, you know, really calls to you to surrender and say, this is what, you know, I'm looking to create and the how is not up to me how, how that shapes is not up to me. That doesn't mean that I sit around and just, well, I'm just going to, you know, meditate and, and never move from meditation and just play video games all the time. Cause that's going to, you know, guys to take care of it. It's like, Nope. Like you're going to, you're going to show up, you're going to do the work and keep yourself vibrationally as often as you can in that state and have grace when we slip. Mm. When we aren't that.
1: I feel like that's why my journal is so important to me as well as is I have endless to do lists. You know, when you start really, um, you know, when people start getting anxiety over an issue, um, if you don't work through it and you can't just work through it in your head because otherwise it's just going to be just loud noise all the time. and You're not going to actually come up with any solutions, but by writing it down, I can work through any problem and I can set into motion a decided, um, like just to-do list to Mm -hmm. get that done to get it going otherwise you, you're never going to make any moves you're going to be staying stagnant
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if you want something done if you want to manifest something you have to start somewhere and it has to be with that that writing it down and getting that list done
0: hmm.
1: yeah
0: i yeah, found for me that overwhelm is by far and away one of the most un productive states to be in a what i perceive as being overwhelmed because i realize that overwhelm is really just words and it's not actually a a real thing but the the experience of overwhelm perhaps even anxiety is where it's like i got too much shit to do and i can't decide on which one of them to do or where to begin like i totally fall into the category of <laughs> analysis paralysis and Mm -hmm. and the best thing to do oftentimes the thing that's not done would be to make a list of all the things that I think that I need to get done and then to go through them and say what needs to get done right now yes Yes. Mm -hmm. and it's tough when you're in those states it's tough to make a good decision when you're hungry walking around a grocery store and you came for eggs and you walk away with a hundred dollars worth of groceries that you know good and well, you didn't need the majority of those.
1: <laughs> Guilty.
0: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> that just happened today. How did you know you read my mind?
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: What has, because you're an avid traveler, mm.
1: What mm-hmm.
0: is uh, what has travel taught you? About, and let me, let me contextualize a little bit more. What has travel taught you that you've been able to practically take and apply to your life on a regular basis?
1: Just being humble, man. Mm. Um, Going to different countries, seeing how people live, the culture behind it. um, It's just so beautiful. It's so humbling. Um, I come back and, and I feel refreshed Anyone that hasn't traveled, you need to get your passport and go. Cause that experience right there will change your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's inspiration, man. Going to different places is so inspiring. Um <sighs> losing my oneness right now.
0: <laughs> That's okay. And, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. Then in of itself, right there is a perfect example of what it looks like to be a human and to to get thrown off track, which I actually think is really great because it, it all points at something that we actually were just talking about right before we got on this conversation was uh, connection and and the disconnectedness that we feel. So you said, you know, travel, it's a really brilliant way to be able to experience something novel, to gain perspective and to joy de vivre, like to really, to experience the joy of what it is to be alive and, and to go and to have that connection to other people and different environments and different uh, cultures and food and art and expressions. It's, it's different every single where you go and we find ourselves in a time in life amidst everything that's going on with covid right now having this like "Ah!" this like you know anxiety this you know the the unsettled energy that comes about because of how disconnected we feel from you know from our environment from the people around us and perhaps even ourselves
1: yeah that's exactly how i've been feeling that's why uh I kind of displayed that anxiety to you right before the podcast as I was just like, I just feel disconnected to everything recently. Um, and um, it's just something that I got to move through. We all go through it. And we all have to just move through it and keep on chugging. Um, yeah. I've been struggling with it hard body, like really deeply um, the last few weeks. Uh, it's just been an emotional roller coaster, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel super productive at the house, but spiritually and being connected with my friends and everything, it just hasn't been happening. So I thank you for finding the words for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> here, to, here to be helpful to facilitate, maybe ask the occasional good question, and you know, if if I am so graced to be that you know, there's occasional phrasing of words that, that actually make some sense.
1: They do, man. You're you're a spiritual linguist over there.
0: Spiritual linguist? Wow, that's a cool job title, man. If I can make that <laughs> my job title, it'd be sick. Spiritual linguist. fair, fair, fair. This is the spiritual linguist coming to you in the form of this meat bag named as Wolf, as he prefers to be called
1: <laughs> Prefers to be called <laughs> I, don't uh, even, I don't even think I, I I'm pretty sure you told me your real name and thinking back on it I the only thing that sticks is wolf
0: that means we're moving in the right direction <laughs> I've 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 come to label the different uh consciousness-ness, consciousnesses if you will that is uh my embodiment you know like the inner child and uh what i refer to as the inner bitch which is like resistance um Mm -hmm. and like my inner child i actually refer to as jared that that was my birth given name and and how that's the the part of me that is you know perhaps unmended and unhealed in some ways and whenever something bubbles to the surface it's like oh jared's here jared's back yeah he's (laughs) back and he's he's really sad or he's really anxious right now he's he was really anxious earlier today. I, he woke up anxious. He woke up really anxious. And then resistance kicked in. My inner bitch was just like, let's not meditate. Let's, that thing, let's not do that thing.
1: That.
0: We don't need that right now. And, <laughs> and and of course, like spirit source wolf, if you will, like my higher consciousness state was just like, like it's super tight. He's like, we should really do that. And my inner bitch is just like, no, we don't want to do that. That would not be good for us. <laughs> that that's what it's like sometimes.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to step out of that ego mindset and listen to that higher self, that wolf.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wolf knows best.
0: He, he certainly likes to believe he does. Sometimes, source source knows best, and source occasionally gives a uh, gives some give some good feedback to Wolf and Wolf does his best. How do you find for yourself perhaps any practices or things that you take on that help you to tune into the, the higher consciousness, if you will, or really to like open up that third eye? Cause would you say that in a way like we walk around with it a little bit closed? How do we open? How do I
1: get ground back in? Um, so my meditation practice um, starts with sitting in stillness. I like to sit in nature first off. Um, and as I'm, I'm starting my breathing techniques and really settling into myself, I usually have a lot of like thoughts and chatter come up in my in my mind space. And instead of just completely trying to tune it out, I allow that to like really come through, especially at the beginning of my practice. So I allow all my thoughts to kind of come through and I give them the presence that they haven't really been allowed throughout the rest of my days because the rest of the time it's, it's just the matote. It's just like the marketplace, uh, all the chatter, all the conflicting ideas and thoughts and patterns that are running through my head. So in this time, I give it the present to ask divinely. I ask them in that moment, and it's it's so strange because my higher self always answers. Like if I ask a question and I'm in that meditative state, and something almost always flows through mm. immediately, and the answers are just provided to me. So I also find that when I'm in my journal, same thing, um, just writing a question down for myself. I always get flooded with thoughts and answers and realities that may be useful to navigate through that. So that's, that's kind of my, my secret, what I do and what I use. I don't know. I've been told that, um, that's like how you channel like the divine light, um, channeling the Kaushik records or, um, some other divinity is, is just done through that that process
0: what is the akashic records
1: you know wolf i don't really have an answer for that
0: <laughs> and that's okay because i was like man that's a new one for me maybe he knows and if he doesn't that's cool that's okay <laughs> Sometimes we point fingers at things And we're like, I know that there's something there in that But I don't necessarily know everything around it Which I totally
1: get mm-hmm. I, totally I don't want to begin going in, diving in deep into it and, and say something that's not true at all
0: Someone's listening That is not, pulls out notepad That is not what the Akashic Records are I <laughs> have it noted here in chapter 3 This is indeed what Akashic Records are You are full of shit You yeah, are full of shit
1: <laughs> Oh yeah
0: and all credibility is torched. So, would you say that then tuning into that voice or tuning into that intelligence, that is what allows you to receive the answers, or let me walk through it before I answer, ask my question. Tuning into the voice allow us to allows us to get to the answers to the questions that we're seeking, which normally are pointing towards a grander expansion of ourselves, where we want to go to perhaps physically in the world of things that we want to create the coming into and remembering that divine love within us through living our sacred truth Mm -hmm. and allowing the embodiment of that intelligence to really to be the one that's, that's housing us, not the, not the ego yeah, it roots itself and it doesn't pay rent and it just comes and does whatever the hell it wants to do. And it's like our, it's like in a weird way, like allowing source spirits, like come in and, you know, evict that, that mofo every once in a while and, and actually <laughs> take its way. Do you, do you think that creating that space allows us to channel yeah to channel and even like remember why we came here in the first place or do you think that we create do you think that like maybe that's the question is do you think that we create it or we remember it and then we create from the remembering
1: so have you heard of a uh, collective consciousness
0: i've heard of the collective unconsciousness by carl jung mm,
1: i think like the collective consciousness is kind of just like this consciousness that surrounds us at all times. And we, as human beings, we're not really taught how to tap into that consciousness. So have you ever been like in the shower or taking a dump or taking a walk or doing something? <laughs> and you just have this like crazy idea and it just pops in your head. It has nothing to do with anything that you've been thinking about. And it seems like a brilliant idea. And in the same moment, you lose it, and it's gone. That's that to me is the collective consciousness. It's surrounding us at all times. These these, and we're just kind of tapping into it in in certain instances. But we all have access to it. Hmm. Interesting.
0: It is interesting, and it, it propagated an interesting question to me, which is if we're constantly being nourished with the seeds of the collective consciousness and they're, and they're dropping down and it's going to be like a really, really weird, like visual, but just like imagining being beneath this like massive tree and it, and it drops down these beautiful fruits and we're like, Oh, look at that fruit. And it's constantly doing this. And like, we have the choice to either grab it or it, like, you know, it's almost like it pulls it back up and you know, we go back into our forgetfulness. Do you think that, if we're constantly being blessed with all these fruits that it takes a certain level of like discernment to say, Oh, that's not the fruit that I want to pick, but that's really beautiful. And over time, when we start to focus more on the fruits that we do want, that we start to get more of those fruits, or are we supposed to take every fruit that comes to us as it comes to us?
1: Mm. Uh,
0: that might be a weird question. I don't, am not sure if that, if that. I,
1: I understand the question. Like, it's almost like you're programming, um these fruits so yeah i mean i think that that depending on who you are you are magnetizing certain thoughts towards you mm-hmm. so um yeah to make sense <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just just shooting shit in the dark here some of it's going to make sense some of it's not but we'll keep playing
1: no, I, I, I agree. I think that, that um, we are constantly getting these messages for us, and we're also getting these messages that are meant for other people. So hmm. I don't know if we're, we're like a radio antenna, and we, there is definitely a, a way to, to channel yourself or to tune in yourself into receiving certain messages instead Mm -hmm. of just receiving all the chatter. So if you look at it that way, if you're saying your body is an antenna and you're receiving these divine messages um, from across the universe or from across this collective consciousness, then if you tune that antenna in theory, you would be able to only receive what you're wishing to receive.
0: Hmm. That's really curious. Do the thing that I I wouldn't say I'm super proficient at is being able to know, uh, metaphorically speaking, which phone calls are for me and which for phone calls are for others. Universe just like ring, ring. You're like, uh, who is that? I've never seen that phone number before. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. Oh yes. I to collect a bill for JP. Oh, you're going to have to call him. That's not for me. <laughs> 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 I ain't got nothing to do with that. That ain't my business. Uh, I guess I'm curious how we, how we, how we're able to, to tune into maybe it goes back to the original thing about the third eye, but how to tune into which phone calls for JP, which calls for me. And how do I continue to keep my eyes and ears open to make sure I'm picking up the right phone call. So I'm not missing out on these opportunities.
1: I think that, that when you're doing that meditation and you're asking those questions and you're really diving deep, you are channeling that. Hmm. Those calls are for you but otherwise when you're just walking aimlessly and your thoughts are just running rampant, then you're just picking up, collect calls from everybody, <laughs> you know, and it's not helping your situation. It's, it's just like, um, so when you are living with somebody or, um, you hang out with somebody quite often, you realize that you start picking up their habits, um, or you start, saying and doing the same things, you are in that person's energy field. So without even knowing it, you are taking on their energy, mm-hmm. whether they're having anxiety or whatever. That's why it's like, it's so hard or difficult for some people that live in um, like difficult situations. They can't just get out of, uh, man, I'm really losing my train of thought here.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Um it's hard for them to be able to keep themselves above that vibration when they're living in it. Is that kind of what you're pointing at? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That we are, we are in each other's energy fields all the time and you, your energy field goes out like, I think they say like eight to 10 feet. So being aware of, of your surroundings and stuff like that. Sorry, brother. I'm.
0: Dude, it's all good. This is the natural flow of life. It doesn't always look like smooth sailing. (laughs) It's choppy. It's up. It's down. We're all riding it. And only so many of us are willing to just own it and be like, all right, cool. What's the next conversation? Where are we going next? And all of that, too, is beautiful and a part of the journey.
1: Thanks for understanding.
0: (laughs) I get it. I, I really get it. I've like I told you these past 48 72 hours there's been no space for source because of how cluttered my head has been with with the 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 emotion driven thoughts that the ego has been steeped in from I mean the truth of the matter is uh, one of the things that has come present for me in my journey is how I I'm not certain about this. It doesn't, it's not really like a, like a comparison like journey, but I think that one of my biggest deeply rooted fears is uh fear of being lonely of, Mm. of no matter what I do, I'm going to wind up being lonely, whether it's in an intimate relationship or if it's, if I don't perform well enough that nobody that I won't be loved and then I'll be lonely. If, if I don't, Achieve certain accolades if I don't consistently take care of myself and the people around me that they'll all end up leaving me And i'll end up just being lonely and so much of my behavior has been predicated on the avoidance of that happening to the point where I actually block off certain people And certain experiences from coming in or I let them get into a certain point But then once they get to a certain point, it's okay What comes up? you've, you've come close enough now, because if I let you in too close, now you have the opportunity to hurt me. And in the past 72 hours, 48 hours, I've had a transition with a person whom I'm identified as, you know, being a, a potential person to, to, you know, go down that, that journey of a relationship with, and then information came up that, mitigated that happening in the current present form. And, you know, it created a certain level of peace because in before there was an in between, there wasn't like a, yes, we're doing this or no, we're not doing this. It was, I don't know. I'm not really certain.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But the second that person decided, no, not right now, which I'm very clear is like, not right now. It's not a no, it's not right now. Or at least that's how I choose to see it at the very least is you know, yes, it gave me clarity on where I'm going, but then at the same time, it caused me a lot of like anxiety because now I'm actively walking myself through the process of that feeling of loneliness and abandonment, and it's just like on a conscious level, I'm just like, I'm fine. nothing has changed. Matter of fact, nothing has changed. like I'm already single, I'm already by myself, if you will. Nothing has really changed, but that Jared, like little kid, he is. Uh, he's running around rampant, he's scared, he's terrified, he's he's feeling sad, he's, you know, wanting to cry, but not being able to cry. And that has thoughts going rampant. So to bring it full circle, like, (laughs) sometimes I don't know what to think, or I forget what I'm thinking about, or I'm doing something, I forget what I'm doing, I get distracted. And that's just life.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, the same things I've been moving through, except not a, uh, not the loneliness, you know. But uh, we we all go through that. That's hundred percent. I felt that for so many parts of my life. It's just a human experience. But
0: uh... <sighs> when everything's said and done. And it's time for us to to clock out of this thing that we call life, or at least in this present lifetime, what would you want people to remember you by? Like, what would you want your legacy to be?
1: I wanna be remembered as the guy that always told the truth. I wanna be, Remembered as honorable, um, kind, loving, an adventurer, seeker, full of laughter, full of light. Somebody that, uh, Inspired hope. Yeah. Mm.
0: From the first time I met you to this current present conversation, I have to say that you've been all of those things and you've additionally been that source of hope for me, for people to remember that sacred truth and to have a space to be able to do that and i'm grateful for your existence and and continuing to share that light my friend
1: thank you brother i'm grateful for you as well always and forever
0: if people are wanting to get connected and and whether it's virtually or you know they're trying to come and check out this beautiful location that you have what's a good way for people to get connected
1: all right so right now um you can get at me on the instagram jp.benlolo it's b e n l o l o um otherwise uh our website is going to be up and running here soon it is www.the-mindseye.com. Um, we'll be posting events. Um, you can get on our type form there where we uh, coordinate um, special events for, for our community as well. Um, yeah, I don't really use any other forms of, of social media. I try to keep it simple and try to keep off of it as much as possible.
0: that is one of the things that I hope for is a life where I no longer have to use. If I could live in a world where I did not have to use social media and like very little interaction on my phone, my life would be really amazing. I mean, my life's already amazing. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I keep hearing that whisper in my ear too. Let's go to Costa Rica. (laughs) All right, let's book a flight. We're going to Costa Rica. I need to see what this place is all about because people keep telling me that when I describe my perfect living location, I've heard Costa Rica multiple times.
1: Uh, I went for the first time in uh, February for Envision Festival and um, we did the festival for four days and then we spent another six days traveling up the coast to Montezuma, Jaco and then we went to um, La Fortuna but bro no internet no no phone um, just being completely in nature having these divine codes just being sent to me, I was channeling so much. um, And really what what inspired us to come back and start the garden in the backyard, um, start the hydroponic system that we're gonna be doing to cultivate um, lettuce um, and just really like put it, put the vision into what the mind's eye should be. That all came from Costa Rica, man. And I, I remember I saw you like two, three days after we got back and I was like, I was on a high, like I was on another level and then the quarantine happened and everything. And I've, I've slowly fallen off and I, I need to just get back up there. <sighs> I do. I'm, I'm there, but, uh, you know,
0: yeah. I do know. And I'm <laughs> sure that anybody who's listening to their own various flavor of it knows too. And trust me i'm ready i'm ready for some some shift to happen your boy needs some cuddles and some and some some time with his people and just to be out of my own energy for a little bit i've spent a lot of time with myself. Don't get me wrong i actually still love, love love matter of fact i love the time with myself what i'd like to have is a time where i don't have responsibilities where i can just like read and do my stuff and like manage all the things in my inner world and just have no responsibilities to anybody even if it was just for like a week that would be crazy so yeah. i get it i'm so with you on all of it my friend my friend it has been absolutely beautiful sharing this time with you if there was one thing that you wanted to leave people with one thing that they can take from everything that we've talked about and begin to put it into their life to begin or further opening that mind's eye, tapping into that sacred truth, sharing and expressing that divine love that is within each and every one of us actualizing towards our potential. What is one thing that they can take on?
1: We are all the same. We are all human and we all have these experiences and we think that these experiences are what create a divide between us. But really these experiences are what bring us together and bring us to the truth, which is that we are all one and we're all just love. So I think that people need to realize that whatever's happened to you, it is the past. And It no longer needs to hold you back from what you want to be. You can recreate yourself at any point in time. You could be whoever you want to be. And just, I hope to inspire you all.
0: Hmm. I heard something that said, when the negative association, the negative energy of a memory of the past is removed, it's transmuted into wisdom. And it sounds like from everything I've heard about your journey that you just want to be able to distill this wisdom, this remembrance for people and to continue loving yourself, loving each other and just keep... Sweet, sweet love. Sweet, sweet love. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. My friend, thank you so much for being here thank you in this journey it's been sick for those of you who are listening thank you for for being a part of this movement with us this is this isn't my movement this isn't his movement this is our movement it's a movement towards that love towards that sacred truth so as always continue to find follow and live your truth and follow the wolf within you How. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening in. If you got value out of this message, we would love it if you subscribed and shared it with your tribe so we can continue to share this message and this medicine with people all over the world. Much love and peace be with you.